Um, you're going to share a story that happened on the train yesterday. You, you were telling me that um, uh, a woman, a Japanese woman, was getting molested literally right before your eyes mm-hmm. on the train, on a crowded train. Yeah, crowded train. Um, like in the middle of the afternoon, and this man literally had his hand uh, down her shirt Whoa. when she was crying, and it was obviously not from pleasure. And no one was doing anything and I was on my way to a photo shoot and so I I lit- I got up and I was like what the fuck are you doing like I I was saying it in English because right. I, obviously my Japanese is terrible and when you're upset obviously you're gonna speak in your native tongue so I was really upset and um the woman oh god okay so when I went up to them and it was in the women's only part of the train cart because it was it which is supposed to be there for a reason because there have obviously been incidents. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem, otherwise I wouldn't have it there. And I've I've only ever encountered someone trying to do that to me one time since I've been there, and it was very like innocent, even then. And even then, like as soon as I said, Hey, like I know what you're doing, like they just stopped. So I, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good because, like, uh, you know, in the U.S., that necessarily, that wouldn't necessarily happen. So uh, the woman and I, uh, I took the woman and she was crying and I, we got off the train and I grabbed the guy and I took him with me. No, that's cool. <laughs> well, Man, maybe. Good I for don't you. know. I don't know because no one's ever, I don't think anyone's ever done that. Yeah, before. you're the minority. Oh, my I mean, God. I, could, I could say that right now. Most people Ugh. would just be smartphoning. Well, that's the thing is everyone else was on their smartphones or they were looking at their books or, you know, you know how it is yeah. on the train. And no one cared. No one, no one gave a shit. And I was like, this is, it was the middle of the afternoon. It wasn't like it was a, it wasn't like it was at night or anything. And it was a Japanese woman. And she Japanese was, woman, Japanese guy. I'm assuming. Yeah, and a Japanese guy. Yeah, see, and this is kind of nice because they do commit crimes. Yes. <laughs> we're always, always blamed for the crimes. It's just that everyone else ignores it. <laughs> it's bullshit. And, and so... How old was this guy? I'm just... I don't know. A perverted old guy or is he a perverted younger guy? or? If I were to place it, I would say late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. So... Um, so you grab the guy and then get off at the station. Well, he was, I was in shock because I couldn't believe what was happening. He was in shock, I think, because no one's ever stopped him if he <laughs> has done this before. She was in shock because she's just, I think that this has happened to her before. Right. At least that's what I found out later. Because it turns out that she could speak English, but she pretended not to. Um, so she was actually able to communicate with me afterwards. That helps. Yeah, but she pretended that she didn't know English. And so I I took her and I took the guy and I pulled them out of the train and I took them to the information booth at the station and I asked where the nearest police station was oh. and then we went there and like they were both in shock, I was in shock. And we went there, and this whole time my photographer was waiting for me. And yeah, you said you were late for the shoot or something. No, I did. I didn't end up didn't going because I was doing this, and I felt wow. so bad. But then at the police station, you know, they took our bags and they took me as a witness, and they were they were holding them and me, 
and they kept my bag for me and so I didn't have my phone on me oh my god and my photographer said oh they shouldn't have kept your phone from you I was like I don't think anyone knew what to do in that situation because no one's ever done it <laughs> even the police what 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 no, do we I'm do with this pervert I'm, I'm serious I don't think anyone's ever done it before and so no one knew what to do including myself and oh my I was god, just like that's bizarre it was the weirdest fucking thing, David, I've ever experienced. And I've seen some shit in Asia, and I've never seen that. And so I I just, uh, you know, I talked to the girl afterwards, and she said, okay. She goes, okay, I know, you, I, I know English. Her English was broken, but it was, it was still pretty good. Like, right. I mean, it was definitely conversational. Like, yeah. I understood what she was saying. Well, like you say. said, when you're in shock, you, you, you know, you, you switch to your native tongue, and you can't really break out of it. Exactly. So, and that's, I mean, that's, that's what, what happening I did there. when I saw this guy like putting his hand down her shirt. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. And no one even thought to, to care. <laughs> Jeez. Bravo, though. I don't think many people would be, would be that courageous to, to stand up and do that. Well, someone should. Yeah. <laughs> instead of, you know, instead of like signs, please don't molest people. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, hey, here's here's a novel idea, you know. Hey, didn't you see the sign? <laughs> I, you know, I can't say this. I thought about this when I got back home after I emailed the photographer. And he, he did say, he was like, um, I wish I had gotten an email from you to message me. And I said, you know, I'm really sorry about that, but... Uh, you know, I don't think anyone knew what to do. Gee, <laughs> I, even the I didn't have my bag. Maybe they should have given me my bag, but I I didn't know that. I've never been in this situation. I mean, how strange when you're when you go to the police and they're like, "Crime? I don't know what." Exactly. What? Because what do we they do? don't they don't have crime here. <laughs> crime? You know, they have it's the you know hmm? the police booths are there for information. It's true. It's I'm not familiar with that word. Yeah. What is it? And crime at least i can say in china if if someone if i had been like help me someone would have been there to help me in a wow. second i can definitely say that yeah in japan i don't know if they would because they're not familiar to it it's not because people don't mean well it's because they're not used to it right and i don't think that's a bad thing i think it's good that there's not as much crime however when there is crime i think there still needs to be a system in place where people can have something to go to. Yeah, a lot of people bring that up that, you know, is the crime actually low in Japan or is it just underreported? Exactly. And yeah. I think a lot of I think it's a little bit of both. At least my my uh I've only been here for five and a half months, so I can't really say I know for sure. Right. But my experiences have been that it's a little bit of both. It's underreported. And also, there's not a system in place to deal with it because I think there wasn't crime for such a long time, and then people realized that they could probably get away with uh, it. Yeah. And so it's Take like advantage of it's these like people. that kid that was really good at lying, so they never got caught. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, those were all lies. It's it's Asia's kid that never got caught. Yeah. And um, and so I, I think it's great that. There isn't so much crime, but I think there needs to be a system in place just in case. And I don't think there's one that works. Right. I right. really don't think that there is. I mean, I mean, just proof from yesterday. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if this had happened in the U.S., if I was in New York or something like this, like, there's no way that this guy would have gotten away with it. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. with the evidence I had. I mean, like, I was smart enough to use my U.S. phone that didn't have, like, a little... Uh, camera sound on it to take a picture <laughs> of yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's to a take country a picture yeah. of it 
what before I got the girl so that I could be like, no, this guy was molesting her. She's crying. It obviously wasn't from tears. I got her like a statement on it. And so I could give it to the police and they were like, how the fuck did you get this? <laughs> and I'm like, because I've lived in the U.S. my entire <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is a country that has yeah. those women only train cars and they also have a law. Uh, I don't know if I told you this. Um, you cannot turn off the camera sound in Japan. The noise is actually to combat the perverts so that... So well, maybe you they know, need to get caught. You know the pervert has taken the picture and stuff like that. <laughs> well, at the same time, like, I don't think it would have been as beneficial because if they had heard the noise, they would have automatically left. I couldn't have got it on camera. And then I couldn't have dragged them out and been like, hey, look at this. Right. Because I got it on camera. That helps. So that, I, hel that, <laughs> that helps a lot. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of how I've gotten some people to, like, you know, um, even people trying to trick me out of not getting paid for jobs, you know. Like, I've literally recorded conversations while I've been oh. talking to them. And I made sure, I said, okay, so would you be all right if I was recording this? And then I recorded it on my phone. <laughs> so you, you got to be careful. You have to be I mean, careful. That seems to be a theme here. Yeah, you do. I mean, I mean, back to the modeling smart. thing in in general, the the showbiz thing. It's you know, you're smart. registering with agencies. You're getting these these jobs. You have to. Do you find the jobs of are of like varying legitimacy? You know, you mentioned you know you go to a studio, you know, a nice studio, and there's like staff there for like a music video. But is there the other side of the coin where it's just like a guy with a camera? You know. You know, actually, some of the better jobs I've been at was just being a guy with a camera. <laughs> which, which is kind of what I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, I got nice microphones and, uh, you know, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I got true. a little bit more than a camera, I hope. <laughs> you do. Um, I've got a, I've been, uh, I'll have to say this, I've been very lucky, but uh, I also have good instinct. And um, I think some of the better jobs and the ones that I would rather invest in are the guys with the microphones because the intentions are good. Mm. Um, one of my best, uh, actually two of my best photographers were just guys with cameras and I knew the second I saw them and I saw their photographs, I was like, okay, that's the guy that I want to go with. And everyone was like, why do you want to go with them? Why don't you want to go with this guy? He's going to pay you like three times as much. And I mm. said, I don't, I don't want to go with him. I want to go with this guy. And they listened. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but they did. And I said, no, no, this guy, he's, he's got ideas that are different and are unique. And his intentions are still good. And I think that's where it lies in. As long as the intentions are good, everyone can learn together. But like... I, this industry, especially in Asia, it needs to be moving in a different way. Mm. It, it just does. I think the video podcast is a great idea. It just needs to be moving in a different way if it's going to run and, and get, run and well. improve. Yeah. yeah, if it's going to evolve, it has to do that. One thing, actually mm. speaking about this improving, one thing that came up um, from other people I talked to was about payment where the small jobs, you'll get cash that day or something, you know, the day of the shoot. So I, often that's an advantage. Whereas with, you know, through agencies and sometimes the bigger the job gets, they'll, they'll not pay you. 
Like they'll forget about it. <laughs> Literally. And right. I know you've had yeah. experience. Oh, I've blogged about too. this extensively where I I've, I've had to f- <laughs> bitch and whine and fight and call and call and go to the labor department to finally get my money. And these were, you know, big agencies getting me these jobs, you know, whereas like actually like you were saying, working directly, actually finding, you know, the jobs directly, I'll get the envelope with the money in it that day, which you can't beat that. <laughs> that's a, that's the best way to do it as an employer and as an employee, I think. Because that way there's no bullshit about it. It's just how it is, you know? And then it's just like, this is what it is. You can cut it and agree. And then you don't even have to think about it. And then you can just do the work. Have you had any issues with payment? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Even the ones that I, 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 like I said, you know, they just see this doe eyed, you know, girl from the U S coming in and, um, they didn't realize that I w- would be careful. It's not, it's nothing personal, but it's something I have to look out for. Mm. It's something everyone has to look out for. You have to be careful. Um, What'd you do? Did you have to call them? Or, I mean, some people have gone to the labor department and complained. I have not. I have not gone to. I have not yet had to go to the labor department. I think it scared them enough that I even mentioned the fact that I had like you know, videotape of them saying it was okay to record this. And this is what they said they would give to me in documented emails. I think that scared them enough to just give me finally pay you. Yeah. That's sad though. You know, it's like, again, again, I I hear this, this industry has very little regulation in Japan and that's a big problem is that my biggest fear. And I hear this a lot is that if they wait long enough, Mm. Uh, you know, not paying you and you just keep fighting it, eventually you're going to have to go back to the U.S., you know, some of them, you know, there's not many of them that have like this long-term visa, you know, they might have a one-year visa. Hey, okay, if we don't pay her, um, you know, in a few months she'll be gone. Problem solved. We got free, we got free labor. That's actually why a lot of people um, sometimes uh, fear to hire me because I'm on a SOFA visa, which is through the military. Oh, okay. So I'm here for three years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, she's here for three years. We don't want that. <laughs> That's kind of sad. That's really sad. It's, it's kind of fucked up. That's disturbing. So I'm, <laughs> That's really fucked up. I may, I may be the best one at the job, but it doesn't matter. They may not hire me because that. And then I think, oh, well, that's not someone I wouldn't want to work for. Anyways, they're lost, you know. That's how I look at it. I just think of it as they're lost. Yeah, so you got to be careful. Definitely. You do. You have to be very careful. paint an overly negative picture of the showbiz industry right. in Japan. Because I, I, uh, it sounds like, in general, you are enjoying working in modeling and it. acting. Um, and there's just a few bad apples that ruin the, the, whole, the whole batch. And, and you I, have to, you know, yeah. you have to be careful. You, like you said, you have to record conversations, keep emails, and document what was said, and you know, get contracts. contracts. Right? Mm. Uh, you know, I registered with agencies, and a lot of them were like that. They provided contracts. They provided uh, explicit details. This is how much you'll be paid, and this is how when, long it's going to take. Yeah. Right? And then you learn. Okay, this is a good one. Exactly. And then there's other ones that just they don't even tell you how much you're going to be paid. They just say show up here, and they you don't know how long you'll be working. Right. So yeah, there's opposite sides of the spectrum and, and i think as you begin to work more and more in the industry you, you find these are the good ones and these are the ones i'm going to avoid and so um but like i said i don't want to paint an overly negative picture exactly 
because I, I really enjoyed it and I love I love working with when it starts to like newly develop because that makes me that that fuels me that's my creativity part too. yeah it's you're like, part of something you, cool yeah yeah you know and then everyone can work together we can try to figure out how to make it great you know right together and I, I think that's really wonderful and I think I, 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 I truly believe that can be done doing these jobs is this something you can live off of it's a gamble um, it's definitely a risk that you have to take into when you decide you want to do it. I got really lucky when I first came here. Um, however, I would say that you should always have a backup plan for a backup plan for a backup plan. Um, right. Is that like the English consulting? Because I know that's a common theme I see is is people don't just jump completely in the model acting pool. You know, they have, you know, they could do the English teaching as well. Um, I know I have friends that just have eggs in lots of different baskets. He does some journalism for an Italian newspaper. He's from Italy. He does Italian cooking classes. He teaches Italian language. He also does, you know, modeling and acting. Is that the, is that the case you'd see? I would say yes and no, because I definitely do that. I have, lots of eggs in the basket, but I don't do them unless I am passionate about all of them. Mm. So, um, the English language consulting is something I'm like, what I plan to do in the future in my later years, my plan is if I'm lucky enough to see those years, <laughs> I guess, um, is to, I, I really think we need to change the way the education system is working. Mm. And I realized, especially um, having studied in the U.S. and then deciding to learn on my own um, different skills and everything, and then coming to Asia, that it's more test-oriented. So my uh, yeah. my entire goal in my life would be to change the way our education system is geared um, but I'm also still passionate about the modeling and the acting and the singing. And I can only do that for a certain amount of years in my life. And I'm aware of that. <laughs> so, um, I want to do that now while I can, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because yeah. I, I really, I really, uh, the truth is I can't, I, I, the way that our, um, the way people look at things now, I really can't do that mm, in my fifties or 60s. Yeah, there aren't many fifty-year-old models. Exactly. I mean, if anyone's going to do it, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll show <laughs> <Right> on. On. <laughs> do you do you have any advice for people who might be thinking, you know, I want to move to Japan, maybe do some English teaching, and and then I want to do this acting modeling thing too? It, it it really, I'm attracted to that. You know, absolutely. Do you? Don't ever tell any. Don't ever let anyone ever tell you that you cannot do what you want to do. You absolutely can do it. I am living proof that that is possible. And I've done it in less than six months. Boom. And Boom. no Japanese. And no Japanese. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Don't yeah, listen fuck to Jap a guy. Fuck Japanese. No, I mean. No. <laughs> fuck kanji. <laughs> Too complicated. No, I actually. No, I'm do. sorry. I'm just, I'm just messing around. I actually do really want to know, <laughs> but I don't have time for it, which is why I'm hiring an assistant, and then I can learn right. the language. More free time. More free time, exactly. Because I mean, I was so worried about you know the money and you know the jobs that were coming in. I didn't know how to handle it. That I didn't have time for language lessons, and that's just kind of what happened. 
And I, I am good with the people perspective. You know, I'm, I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with the biz- business you, you perspective. You seem good at that. And I just, you, you seem like a nice person. You haven't tasered me yet. <laughs> I appreciate that. Anytime, I mean, I was thinking about sticking my hand down your shirt, but, you know, I, when, well, you mentioned I, the, when you mentioned the taser, I had second I, thoughts. I don't blame you, Taylor. They're very nice. <laughs> Woo! Getting hot in here. <laughs> but um, but in, in all seriousness, um, like, I, I just think it's very important for people to, like, don't ever give up. If someone tells you that you can't do something, you just do it anyways. And you can do it. And I... I've done it with two different businesses in six months and in a country where I don't know the language. So you can do it. You mentioned you are like studying Japanese in your free time, in your little free time you do have. Yeah, but it's really bad. (laughs) No, 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 it's really, really bad. I'm not going to ask you to speak it. Please, please don't. I'm just curious, do you... When you're working in these modeling and acting uh, acting jobs, do you do you feel motivated to learn more of the language because you think like, oh, this will get, land me more jobs or anything like that? Sometimes people prefer if you don't know it. Wow. Yeah, because they're looking for that foreigner perspective. Ah, that's a really good point. And so that happened in China too. And then I would have to hide my Mandarin because I could. And then, oh God, so I would hide my Mandarin and only understand it and not speak it. And then when I was, um, when people had asked me to speak it, I didn't know how to because I was so used to not showing that I knew the language. You have to pretend like you're dumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't that sound huh? odd? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I and relate I to that. Like, I I don't think I can diminish myself like that anymore. So I decided not to. And then I realized that because I had done that for so long that I couldn't remember how to speak it <laughs> because it had been so long. And so I decided if I was going to learn Japanese that I was going to do it and this was how I was going to do it. And then if no one wanted to accept that, then that's their problem. I really relate to that actually because <laughs> I've, I've been here so long. I've been here over a decade now. Um, and there are times when um, I am asked to be like a fresh off the boat American yeah. foreigner guy. Like, whoa, it's Japan. This place is crazy. Wow. And I, I have, I struggle with it because I've been here so long. And in fact, uh, there's times I have to Skype with my friends and family back home, and I'm like, get, give me some more Americanness. You yeah. know, like you have to get do it you back, guys, right? Do you guys over there have this? <laughs> do you, what do you? What's going on over there now? What's like? What are all the kids saying? You know, like what's the cool hip stuff in America? Slang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what are the cool kids in America doing right now? I don't know. Like, have you seen this movie? I'm like, what? They're like, oh, it's the coolest thing. And, I have to ask yeah. my little brother and sister. I'd be like, so what do you guys, I mean, what do you do at Wazoo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Besides drink vodka. Yeah, yeah. What's this Burning Man festival I've heard yeah. about? It? What's that about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What's going on with that? So, no, this, this sounds inspiring, though. It sounds like, um, because I've seen in Japan as well, is that, Sometimes the stereotype is like, oh, you have to be tall and you have to be white and you have to be a native English speaker or something like that because that's what they want. They want the opposite of Asian. Um, But I've seen lots of different ethnicities and people from various countries and backgrounds making it here Mm. um, with no Japanese or with lots of Japanese. So, So, yeah, I mean, I would totally agree with what you're saying is that don't let 
don't let anything stop you. Because, Just be yourself. Yeah, especially in Asia, anything is possible. <laughs> I honestly, I well, I think that's good in any country. Just be yourself, and I think that as long as you are yourself and you're true to what you truly believe in, that those things will attract themselves to you. And I have found that to be true. Mm. There's a handful of stories where uh, someone has become really big, you know, like landed a big series of commercials and then they mm. start getting lots and lots of work even though they don't speak Japanese. Is that is that a goal for you? I don't know. I mean, if I felt like it was right, then maybe. But it would depend on what the commercial was for. I, you know, I look so much into things, you know. It's like... <laughs> Okay, well, what's the commercial for? Is it for a product that's good for people? Like, I don't want to be a spokesperson for someone with the product. That's good. For, no, I, I respect that, though. I don't think many people share that integrity. I, I, I have to. It's just how I work. It's, it, it's just me. And so I look, I'm very, very picky. You know, I'm very picky in my photographers, uh, the agencies I go through, which jobs I choose. If it's not right, I don't do it. Like, if it doesn't feel right. And that's hard for me sometimes because then I'm like, well, maybe I just should because most people would. But then I don't because I it just doesn't feel right. And then I know it just, it wouldn't work out anyways because the, the it shows up on camera. Like, so you've, you've turned down jobs? Yes. Because of that? Yeah, absolutely. I just had a an interview the other day where someone um, asked me if I was willing. And this was for the English consulting. I did a Skype interview, and they asked me if I was willing to uh, reiterate my plans for their curriculum. And I was looking at the curriculum that they were basing it on online that they sent to me, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Ooh. And they said, well, we're not going to hire you. I said, okay. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> well... That Agreed. <laughs> uh, it just wasn't a good match. I wasn't saying that there was anything wrong with them, but it's just, it didn't work. You know, I felt like they were ripping off um, their customers. Oof, yeah. And I, I can't, I'm just at a point in my life where I cannot do that. I, I, if I feel like that's not beneficial, not only to myself, my employer, and to the customer, then I cannot do it. Right. I just can't. It's good for you because if you see that commercial, you're like the the scammer spokesperson. Exactly, <laughs> and it's like I don't want to be that asshole. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like I can't always prevent that. I mean, someday probably I'll end up being that because you can't always catch them all. Yeah, you know. Call I, now, real yeah. estate on the moon for sale. <laughs> you can't always catch them all, but I mean, at least I can try. I don't know. <laughs> If people are going to notice me and, you know, use me as a spokesperson, I can at least try to catch it in the process. <laughs> Do you ever have a job where you just wanted to walk out? Yes, and I have. Yeah, that's definitely happened. Um, it just wasn't comfortable, and I was right. Uh, it ended up being that uh, they were they were taking pictures of these models, and then they were manipulating them to uh pull like semi-nude but then the thing was they were doing it as they were going along it wasn't in the contract and it Ooh. wasn't discussed beforehand and i said i said to one of the models i was like uh is this something that you're okay with 
And she said, well, no, but it's what everyone else is doing. And I said, well, don't do it if you're not comfortable. Oh, yeah. And um, the thing is, I don't think there's anything wrong with posing nude or semi-nude. I right. think if, if, as long as you are comfortable with it mm. and that's agreed with, with the photographer going and you in. are in any way being violated, no problem. Right. You know, as long as you know going in that that's exactly, what it's going to be. Totally fine. Yeah. But it was more about the manipulation process. Uh. And then um, the girl, you know, when she told me that she wasn't okay with it, I said, do, do you want to leave? And she said, yeah. She was like, it took someone saying to me, do you need to leave in order for me to leave? And so we left. Wow. <clears throat> and then... Um, you know, the the person that was involved with the shoot, they got really upset and uh, they called back and they said, why didn't you come? I said, well, she, no one expressed to her or me that it was involved with somebody. I already knew I was going to leave. I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> shady. <laughs> it wasn't, a, it wasn't about, it wasn't about it being semi-nude or nude. It was the fact that it wasn't expressed beforehand. And it wasn't in the contract. It wasn't what was agreed upon. Do you know what I mean? That's where it yeah, gets weird. I mean, honestly, I was going to ask you if you could take off your shirt, but... <laughs> 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 but after hearing that this story, maybe insane, yeah, <laughs> maybe that would be inappropriate to ask that. We we did we did not discuss this beforehand. We did not discuss yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I think on my next video podcast, it'll be me sitting in my underwear. We'll see. Oh, we'll see what kind good. of traffic I'll we get. You. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll take off my pants. Hey, David, do you mind taking off your underwear? <laughs> not at all. As long as it's discussed beforehand, we'll put it in the contract. <laughs> I'll give you your envelope beforehand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in fact, you could just, you don't even need to fill my face. We could just have yeah, my, exactly. <laughs> my boxers. Just everything else. <laughs> uh, and you know, my, and my even Atari if it boxers. happens at the same time, as long as someone's not pressured, I mean like, what the hell? Take off your shirt. I don't care. But it's, it was just like, I don't know. Right. If the contract says you will be taking off your shirt, fair enough. But if it just... Know. If it's like, yeah, we're doing a scene for a business meeting. It's right. like, oh, by the way, you're naked. Exactly. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't tell you that beforehand. <laughs> by the way, you're actually naked. <laughs> it's a great oh. business, though, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to start that website. Surprise, it's, it's naked. <laughs> Can we please do that together? Surprise, <laughs> it's naked. Actually, yeah. that would probably be <laughs> what she thought was just a normal podcast turns out to be total porn. <laughs> Surprise, you're naked. Gotcha. We didn't even have to pay her extra. <laughs> yeah. What a deal. Thanks, Japan. Yeah. I think I'll just I think I'll just cop a feel. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's only funny because it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are armed. <laughs> you are armed. You keep so. looking back to my yeah, bag. Like you're yeah, yeah, I'm looking back like... at the bag. Can I get to the taser first? <laughs> you don't know what bag it's in. Yeah, do I know how to use it? Where's the safety? Ah. You have no idea. Um, we were talking off camera about how you're walking down the street sometimes and, and people think you're a hostess. Everyone. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm a five, you know, in feet and inches. I'm five foot eight. 
I'm 120 pounds. I'm a natural redhead walking down the streets from Rapungi. Yeah. Yes, of course, everyone thinks yes, I'm a hostess. Don't exactly blend in. No, no, no. no. Everyone thinks I'm a hooker or a hostess. <laughs> and it's so annoying. Now, question. Um, I've, I've seen hostesses before. Are you wearing a prom dress? When you're walking on the street. No. That seems to be a theme. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Whenever I see hostesses, they always seem to be wearing what looks like either a bridesmaid's dress or a, or like a or like a prom dress. No. That's how I could tell the hostesses in in, in Tokyo. At Wait. Least. What hostesses have you been seeing? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to the, like the prom dress hostess club or something like that. But when I see, I, I don't know. That's that's what people have told me. That's how you spot a hostess. Like, <laughs> no. it looks like they're going to the prom. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I show up to a photo shoot, but it's like, it's a, you know, a well-fitting black dress or something like that. It's not, and it, it, like a shorter one, not like. <laughs> not a taupe bridesmaid's dress no. is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I, I think uh, there, there have been occasions where I could see where that would be, like, I, I don't know. Like, a lot of times, I literally have to carry a suitcase with me of all of my travel needs with me inside of it so that I can go. Right. And, uh, you know, that I could see would look like that, especially if I have to be at a place at a certain time and that I'm already in, you know, the outfit I was supposed to show up for, like, a photo shoot or if I was going, and sometimes it's just a business outfit. If I'm going mm -hmm. for like my consulting job, it just depends. But, but so what you're saying is Japanese people see the big bag. They naturally, of course, think it's filled with dildos or something like that. I don't know what they think. <laughs> but yeah, I'm getting that vibe. Actually, you know, someone actually said that to me. And uh, she was like, <laughs> she was like, you know, everyone thinks that you're a prostitute. And I was like, what do you mean? And she, yeah. was like, she was like, you're a beautiful white woman. That's so, so, of course, prostitution is... <laughs> well, for those I, that don't know, Rapongi is what I call a vampire area. It's, it's just, or, or like a wolf, uh, a werewolf area. It's like, during the day, it looks fine and dandy. It's like a, you know, no, kind of business district. And then night, it just changes to this... <laughs> Like, it just gets out of control. Like in an yeah. instant. Like, it's like as soon as the sunset goes. Oh, my God. A full moon. The full moon always hangs over Roppongi. Yeah. It's so true. Well, I would yep. like to wrap this up, if that's okay with you. Any final yeah. thoughts for, for anyone, any of the listeners or the, the watchers? Any final questions? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm you're out. Like, you're like, you said a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, I've enjoyed this. <laughs> me too. Just uh, if you're interested in Asia, I think it's important to do it just to make sure that you do it well and to be careful in the process. And uh, I don't know what else to mm, say about do it. Do your either. research <laughs> and take notes and keep emails and record conversations. Cause, but generally, it sounds like you're enjoying it. Absolutely. You just got to watch out for the few bad apples. Yes. That's exactly how I feel about it. <laughs> I enjoy it very much. So. <laughs> With that, we will end this podcast. I hope okay. you enjoyed it, everyone. Thank you very much. And uh, if you're interested, please check out japanatron.com. And uh, toodles. Say goodbye, Kate. Bye-bye.